Welcome back, everybody, to the Game Chat Podcast. It is Thursday, February 3rd. Well, it's February 2nd as we're recording this, but the Super Bowl is set. Who would have thought we get Rams Bengals in the Super Bowl? Um, Joe Burrow pulls out a victory when I didn't think it was possible. The Rams outlast the 49ers. Where do we want to start? We have a lot of news to get into, but I feel like we should... We can quickly recap the conference championship games. Um, somebody pick which one are we starting with. I don't know. Bengals. Chiefs. We'll go chronologically. Yeah. Um, one of the all-time collapses in a, a conference championship game that I've ever seen. Uh, it looked like in the first half, uh, it was obviously it was twenty twenty-one to three at one point. It looked like the Chiefs were just going to roll right into the Super Bowl. It, it looked like, I think at one point even the announcer said, they're like, oh, so much for the hangover game that everyone was talking about. Um, it was just a hangover half, and it wasn't the first half. It was the second half, which is weird. But it was just a delayed hangover is, is more what it was. I mean, at one point, <laughs> Brandon, what was the question that you you asked us during the during no, the game? I said if there was an all star secondary, could they stop the Chiefs? And well, you said all star defense. Yeah, oh, come on, we talked about it. <laughs> you, said, you, you did say <laughs> you defense did say. at first. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> and then from that point on, they didn't score a point. So yeah, I mean, it was. But I, honestly, I didn't blame you for asking the question because it, it at question. that point it was like no one is stopping the Chiefs ever. Like they are going to. They're, they can close their eyes and Mahomes will complete a pass downfield to Kelsey. It was it was unbelievable. And then that play at the end of the half where they didn't end up getting points, it seemed like momentum kind of shift there. And then the second half, Mahomes couldn't do anything. It was it was weird. It was really weird, honestly. Yeah, I mean, you get two turnovers out of Patrick Mahomes in one half. I mean, pretty wild. I, I mean, I... It still blows my mind in this day thinking about that. All right, it's weird. It was it, the, it was a weird year for the Chiefs, right? I mean, it's like Jarek McKinnon's your starting running back at the end of the year for no apparent reason besides he's quick. Like, I don't know. It just it seemed like they're a different offense than they were, and they they got rolling at the right time, and things were going, and then just one half of football and they're gone. But I mean, good for the Bengals, man. I mean, what they've been able to do especially on the defensive side of the ball. Obviously, the first half they struggled. But what they've been able to do this year, nobody could have predicted at all. I mean, that's why we picked them, you know, to 25th, be like 25th. I, <laughs> I mean, I thought, you know, I think we all kind of thought, you know, defense is going to suck and the offense is just going to be Joe Burrow running for his life. And, I mean, the defense just has been amazing. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean – for the Chiefs to only score three points in the second half, it's just it, it can't happen. I mean, it just for an offense that's this prolific, and we look at Patrick Mahomes as the best, and you only put up three points in the second half. I mean, nothing you can do there. Your offense has got to get going. <coughs> I had said it like five times in the first half. I was like, I mean, first quarter, I was like, this game's over. This game's over, and it was just I was shocked. This game went on. Um. That was just kind of my reaction. I don't have anything else to add to what you guys said, but incredible, incredible comeback from the Bengals. Yeah, I was, I was more like Matthew. You were kind of saying I was more impressed just with the Chiefs' defense. I, I don't know really what it was. I've seen a bunch of statistics like they dropped. I mean, they dropped eight guys in coverage like forty percent of the time or something like that. You mean 
Bengals defense. Oh yeah, sorry, Bengals defense. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I mean, they like dropped, yeah, dropped eight guys in coverage, and I I don't know if Mahomes was just confused or whatever it was, but uh, it it wasn't like it wasn't just like the Chiefs. I don't know. I I've I've kind of gone back and forth of whether it was just like the Chiefs offense just sucked or if it was the Bengals defense that was really good and I think I've landed on the Bengals defense just figured something out at halftime to where they're they were covering the receivers downfield where in the first half they weren't and then the plays where Mahomes usually rolls out of the pocket and finds some guy downfield they either had him double covered downfield or then they were able to sack Mahomes and it just yeah and then on the Bengals offense T. Higgins was a monster, and he didn't get the touchdown like we we had the parlay on. But I mean, man, the the last drive, I think he had he had for sure two or th- maybe three catches that were for first downs, and he was he was the guy that Burrow went to a lot over the middle of the field, and they were obviously going to lock down Chase, and they there was a lot of times where I, I I remember watching the game and looking at Chase, and you're like, oh, he's one on one, and then at the last minute they would drop a safety over top, and. They were not going to let Chase beat him because that's what happened in that regular season game. Uh, and Burrow was just like, fine, I'll go to Higgins. And that P. Ryan play at the end of the game, to, or at the end of the first half to score the touchdown. Um, oh, big props to them. And big props, I think, to the Bengals' offensive line, too. I mean, nine sacks against the Bang- or against the Titans is was, you know, that was the story of that game. And they overcame that. And then... You know, there was a lot of pressure for Joe Burrow, but he was only sacked one time. Um, that's a great adjustment by, by the Bengals, and so I give them a lot of credit. For the Chiefs' offense, um, <coughs> the three-man rush is going to be the staple against them until they grow up and take this, take what they can get. Like, the first couple of drives, when they looked really good, Mahomes was taking what he could get, and he had those couple of running plays where they just kept you kept the, you kept the first downs moving, you kept them going. I mean, their running backs average five and a half and six yards a carry. Like you're up yeah, twenty-one. Yeah, and they just went away yeah, from that. You're up twenty-one three at one point. Like, run the ball, and they just they didn't. They want to keep trying to shove it downfield, and against eight-man coverage, it's, it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So. We saw that earlier in the season, and I think the Chiefs were a little bit different then too. But like when they, I know when they played the Bills, and I think a, one or two other teams that beat them, like I don't like the Bills didn't blitz a single time. And yeah. so if you just if you just cover their passing options, and it's funny, you know, it takes longer for some defenses. Like, there was multiple times where the Bengals had, it felt like 30 seconds to try to sack Mahomes. And, like, eventually, like, if he has nowhere to throw it and you at least kind of contain him, eventually you're going to get to him. And yeah. Yeah, I mean, with the, sorry, with the play-by-play, I mean, like, second down, they were horrible in the second half. I mean, you get, like Brandon mentioned with the yards per handoff, I mean, they're getting, you know, four or five yards per carry. They're getting the second and five, and then it's just third and five. Like, incomplete pass, incomplete pass. I mean, that was kind of the story of this. I mean, they were 50% in the game on third down, six for 12. You know, it so happened to be, like, all of those, you know, misses were in the second half. But, yeah, they were just horrible on second down. I mean, you got to get four yards at least, make it third and one, third and two. I mean, make, make it manageable, but uh, weird, weird for them. Yeah. Anything more on this? I think America's rooting for the Bengals in the Super Bowl. I mean, Joe Burrow has captured the hearts of the nation. Um, <laughs> so we'll get more into our Super Bowl preview next week. Um, Rams, Niners. Brandon, the Niners' miracle run falls short. Um, 
you kind of recapped this for me well because me and Eli missed the game. So do you want to just quickly your thoughts on on this game? Yeah, um, Niners dominated the game for the first three quarters. Um, 17-7 at one point. Um, Rams then they kicked a field goal, got within seven, and then we had a gave the ball back to him and Stafford made his second dumb throw of the night, threw it straight in double triple coverage, honestly. And uh, Jakuski Tart just drops the ball. And that right there turned the game. Um, and the possession right before that, we decided not to go for it on fourth down right in the middle of the field, um, which that could have kept that drive going. Maybe we get points out of that. Well, and that was the weird – it was a weird possession because I watched those games back. First, that Tart pick drop was way worse than even you described it. Like you And you described it as bad as it could get. You were like, that changed everything. And I watched the play, and I was like, oh, my gosh. That was, but that was a weird – it was a weird – Series that like not going for it on fourth down because it was second and two. Second and one. Yeah. Got pushed back third and two, and then they blew up that play again. So Kyle described it as it says third and two, but it was more like third and three. And middle of the field, we're up seven. That's a 50 50, man. If you want to go for it, kick it, let your defense do work. It is what it is. But our defense had a chance to make the play, change the momentum of that game, and they didn't. And from that game, from that, that play right there, the game switched. Um, and the second half, I mean, we scored seven points in the third, but the Rams outscored us 13 nothing in the fourth. You're never going to win a game like that. So, um, yeah, credit to the Rams. Um, they came with the game plan. They weren't going to let us run it on them. They had seven, eight in the box every every play, um, which is why Jimmy had a great game. Um, the pick at the end wasn't really his fault, doing what he had to do. Um, the game was in Jimmy's hands. He did what he had to do. We make a couple of plays, it's a different outcome. But that's football, mm-hmm. and it's the way it is. It's interesting. I've just... Been, I've been thinking about this and listening to a lot of people talk about these two games and you know like Shanahan and Andy Reid are two of the best coaches I think we have like I think both top five would you guys disagree with that I mean both amazing coaches um, and it's kind of a blessing and a curse that they're both stubborn in very opposite ways Andy Reid almost refuses to run the ball and Kyle Shannon mm. refuses to abandon the running the game <laughs> And it kind of bit them both in this situation because you had, like you said, Brandon, they stacked the box multiple times. I saw a couple clips of those that second and one and third and two or whatever plays, and it was like 10 guys in the box. And a lot of people were like, you just ran it right up the middle against a 10-man front with Aaron Donald leading the way. And then on the other side, like we mentioned for Andy Reid, you're averaging five, six yards of carry and... You, it's not like you weren't converting on third downs. You just were trying to throw the ball downfield. So it's it's very interesting. I mean, it, it works, obviously. These coaches, I mean, two years ago it was the Super Bowl, and it very well could have been this year. But there's times where you need to adapt, and I don't know, those two have, I think, I don't know. I don't even want to say struggled. It's just I think that's just what happened in these games. It's, they just didn't, they stuck with their plan and it just didn't work. Yeah, mm-hmm. one big criticism going on right now is we didn't get the ball to Debo in the last 11 of our offensive plays. And Kyle even brought it up. He's like, I mean, I regret that, obviously. He's our best player. But it is what it is, man. Yeah. All right. Anything more on these games? Like I said, we'll we'll kind of dive into the Super Bowl matchup next week. Um, but we have a lot to get to otherwise. it's Honestly, it's been like an insane amount of news in just the past three days. So let's start with Tom Brady retiring. He he actually does. Uh, there was a lot of speculation on whether or not he was going to. From like, I think the news broke Saturday afternoon. Schefter tweeted that he was retiring, and then there was 
some pushback of whether he actually was or not. Um, but he is officially retired. Any parting words for Tom Brady? I have a bunch of statistics I kind of want to read off, but I'll let you guys go first on just any Tom Brady things we want to say. That's a good man. Thank you. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what else I don't know what you can say. It's Tom Brady. And did you guys think he was going to... Because I'm going to be honest, I didn't think he was going to retire. I thought... I, I can totally see why. I just thought... I thought he had more juice left, and I I thought the, the the exit was going to leave a bitter taste in his mouth, and he was going to want to come back and try to do it again. Um, you know, looking at it now, you can kind of say, okay, Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin are probably gone. Gronk's probably gone. So those are his, you know, three of his top four weapons in Tampa Bay. His contract's up. You know, it's probably time. But I don't know. Did you guys think he was going to hang it up, or did you think he was going to get another chance? Yeah, I mean, I was in the same boat as you, but the more you look into it and the more you kind of – you see the situation that he would be going back into, it makes a lot of sense. I, You know, I, to go back-to-back years, if you went back and the same outcome, like, I don't know. You're, it's a lot – you know, every year, you know, that goes by, you're taking a risk every time you step on the field. And, yeah, I just – I completely get it. And I can totally see why, you know, that was the decision that he ended up making. But, yeah, as a competitor – it's still kind of hard to believe, you know, he's played this long and all of a sudden it's like he's gone. Like he, he's, his career lasts as long as I've been alive. You know, all of us have been alive. Yeah. It's just, it's weird. It's weird to think of an NFL without Tom Brady. Yeah, I was in the same mindset of, man, he's got to go out of the Super Bowl. But, I mean, obviously Peyton Manning set that precedent. <laughs> and then hearing him talk about, um, he was talking about his kids. And, like, obviously they all, all old quarterbacks do. He talked about his kids. And then he said something that kind of stuck with me that I, I, I haven't really, like, I don't know. No, why it hit me differently, but he said, every time Giselle sees me gets hit, she doesn't like it, and she's voiced that to me. And I'm like, at that point, man, I mean, I was a, I was, I was on on that side, and then I'm like, dude's got more Super Bowls than any franchise in the NFL. So mm-hmm. really, he has the upper hand on in anything. He doesn't have to go out as a winner. We all know, we all know, he is the winner. He is the goat. He is probably the greatest athlete of all time. So it is what it is, man. And um, but I mean, good for him. He's gonna spend time with his family. Who knows what his career after is gonna be. They're saying he's going to buy an, or be part owner of an NFL team, which, which is obviously perfect. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I kind of it made a lot of sense to me that he would retire, and I kind of like I think we talked about it in the last pod or maybe two pods ago, and the things Brandon just said, I think you mentioned before, that kind of talked me into thinking like, okay, he's probably retiring. Like, pretty much his like his whole entire life up until now has been dedicated to football and being a competitor, and then like he has kids and the things that his wife said. And, and also, like, what more – if he won another Super Bowl, I feel like – I mean, yeah, another Super Bowl would be – like, eight is better than seven. But he already has more than any franchise. Right. Like, his legendary status isn't going to increase so much by yeah. trying so hard for another season. Well, at so, what point is it – like, if he keeps trying to chase a ring, like you said, it's always going to – if he wins eight, then he's going to want nine. If yeah. he wins nine, he's going to want ten. So, it's, you know, it's a never-ending <laughs> cycle. So yeah. yeah, and the thing is he could have – he had like three opportunities to go out a winner, and he, as a competitor, he wanted to come back right. get another one. So it's like literally, unlike Peyton Manning and anybody else, it's like literally he had like two or three opportunities to do this before and chose to come back. So it's like for him, I don't think that's even like a, I want to end as a winner. I feel like with you know Jack said about you know wanting to get another one, it's like he's you know he did that three times. Right. And so yeah. All right. 
here are the Brady stats. These are these are compiled. This is just a bunch of people tweeted these out, and so here we go. Most passing yards, touchdowns, and completions ever. Most playoff passing yards, touchdowns, and completions ever. Most wins ever. Most playoff wins ever. Most Super Bowl wins ever, and most Super Bowl MVPs ever. With, I was listening to a pod today. The the yards, touchdowns, and completions are probably going to get broken at some point, just the way that the NFL's trending. More games. But... Yeah, and more games. But the playoff stuff and the wins are, I don't and that's going to be hard forever to be touched. Um, Tom Brady has won 12.7% of all Super Bowls in NFL history. <laughs> that's just a, a weird... I, like, that's insane. It's insane to think about the game back in the 1960s and 70s, and then Tom Brady's won 13% of them. Uh, his gambling stats. This was interesting. So Tom Brady career against the spread is 211-144-8. and eight. And you got to think, most of those Patriots teams were favored by 7-plus every game. Um, his team over win total it hit 16 times. Went under three times and pushed twice. So 16 times they went over. And again, those Patriots teams, probably 11 or 12 at the beginning of the season every year. Um, if you bet $100 every year for him to win the conference title, you'd be up $4,050. And if you bet $100 for him to win the Super Bowl every year, you'd be up almost ten grand. <laughs> Just on future bets for Tom Brady to win the Super Bowl. <clears throat> this this is probably my favorite one. If you take out the 2008 ACL year, that when he I think it was eight minutes into the game, he tore his ACL. Tom Brady was a starting quarterback for 20 seasons. In those seasons, he had more Super Bowl wins, seven, than seasons that ended before the conference championship. He had six seasons that ended before the conference championship round, and he won seven Super Bowls. That's unbelievable. He also went to 10th Super Bowl in 20 years. Yeah. He lost to the Giants twice and lost to the Eagles. Yeah. He's, uh, we, I think we went through this last year, but he's got three different Hall of Fame careers in his 20s, 30s, and 40s. If he broke them up, he'd have three Hall of Fame careers, which the, the <coughs> 40s won. He won three Super Bowls in his 40s. There's been like four, three quarterbacks to play in their 40s, and he's won three Super Bowls and an MVP. He's thrown a touchdown pass to 92 different players. Gronkowski is obviously in first. Like Brandon said, he made 10 Super Bowls in his 20 seasons. He made the playoff in ni- playoffs in 19 of his 20 seasons and won the division 18 times. Um, his worst record was 9 and 7, which he only did once. His second worst record was 12 and or 10 and 6, which he only did twice. Um, he the days between his birth and getting drafted is 8292. And the days between him getting drafted and retiring is 7,961, which means he's been in the NFL for 49% of his life. <laughs> which I don't think you, that, I mean, you can't even say anyone is close to that. Um, besides the knee injury and the four-game suspension, he never missed a game. And he was top two in passing, rushing, and receiving yards among all players 40 and over in the NFL. And he, his passing yards, he was first with 22,938 in his 40s. Second in rushing yards with 184, and second in receiving yards with six. Jerry Rice. Yeah, he had six. He's the only other person to catch a pass in their forties besides Jerry Rice. Um, yeah, I mean it's 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 unbelievable. Um, 
you could probably go on and on. Those were stats compiled by Billy Football. So those are, I just he put together a little list mm-hmm. and I thought they were really cool. So yeah, I don't know. It's amazing, man. I mean, the only other thing you can compare it to right now is I mean, Patrick Mahomes has been to the AFC Championship four years in a row. I mean, that's impressive. And that's but you're gonna have to do that every single year to catch this man. So yep, it's been set. Yeah, the now his cap, set. his uh, cap's going up from like seven million to thirty six or whatever. So yep, yep good luck. Yep. Here we go. Now it's where it gets difficult. I think it might even be forty six. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's it insane. Goes up a ton. <laughs> it's insane. All right, um, the big. I don't even. I mean, the, the the Brady retiring is the biggest news, but the second biggest news story and could end up being a bigger one is the Brian Flores situation. So Brian Flores was it yesterday? Yes, yesterday, Tuesday, comes out and says he is suing the NFL, the Giants, the Broncos, and the Dolphins. Um, the situation for those of you who are living under a rock and a, do not know what is happening, uh, he's basically suing. Well, let's start with the Giants. So he's suing the Giants for essentially only hiring him to comply with the Rooney Rule. The Rooney Rule is a rule in the NFL that teams have to interview at least one candidate that is a minority um, when interviewing for... Is it is it coaches and GMs, or is it just any position? I'm not sure about that. I know it's for sure coaches and GMs, I think. But I don't know. Anyways, so they have to interview one minority candidate. Uh... <laughs> It all started from Bill Belichick. Um, Bill Belichick, basically, if you haven't... Look up his texts if you haven't seen them. Uh, but he basically congratulates Brian Flores on getting the job, where he meant to text Brian Dable, who the Giants hired. Both of them, you know, both of them named Brian. That's what they are on his phone. Brian and Brian. Right, and <laughs> both of them former assistants of his. So even if, yeah, they could just be Brian, former assistant. Brian, former assistant. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he texts Brian Flores, says congratulations on the job. Brian Flores is like, wait, what? Did you hear something I haven't heard? And Belichick's like, yeah, it's the Giants, right? And he's like, well, I, I, I interview with them on Thursday, but I hope I get the job. And then Belichick goes, well, I hear from Buffalo and the Giants that you're their guy. And then I think that's when it set in in Flores' mind. He's like, wait. And then they asked Belichick, are you talking to... <laughs> I love how he phrased it. Are you talking to Brian Flores or Ryan Dable right now? And then it was also funny if you read like the timestamps. Velichek probably took, I think it was like two hours to respond. And then goes, sorry, F this up. They're actually going to hire Dable. And then he, what did he say? Sorry for the confusion or something. Comma BB. BB. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, so then I, I think Bill said he... The, the text was wrong. I don't know. So people are saying that Bill didn't mess it up. Like the person who gave him the information maybe messed it up based on the way that Belichick worded it. Either way. They could have I, said Brian got the job. Exactly. Right what is Bill supposed to do? No, you know, exactly. Um, I would think Flores would get the job first over Dable. I mean, that's just... Right, right. right. I mean, those two were probably the two best candidates on the market, yeah. I would have thought. Um, but anyway, I thought it was so funny. Someone put like the, a gif of a guy like smashing his cell phone <laughs> like Bill Belichick right now he's just got a bat and he's just smashing his cell phone into pieces but um yeah so Flores is suing the Giants basically saying that they are o- they only interviewed him to comply with the Rooney rule and that they had already made up their mind that they were hiring Dable before they interviewed Flores which for Flores has got to suck I mean 
he's he is pr- I think he's definitely the most qualified candidate out of there. What he did with the Dolphins has been insane. And for for him, I mean, I, I just put myself in his shoes, and he's like, man, they're they're only interviewing me right now. I mean, I mean, he's probably like, before he gets that text from Belichick, he's like, I have a good shot at this Giants job. The Giant, like, we're I'm having a second interview, and then he he finds out that they're only interviewing him because they need to interview a minority candidate, and that they've already decided that they're going to hire Dable. So then, he also then comes out and says he had a similar experience in 2019 when he was interviewing with the Denver Broncos. He said that John Elway and the GM of the Broncos at the time showed up an hour late to his interview. They were hungover, and he said they were disinterested in the interview and then hired Vic Fangio. I think he said like hours later they hired Vic Fangio, who is white and a defensive-minded head coach. So, I mean, it's like, I don't know. Anyways, then he comes out and says the Dolphins owner was paying him $100,000 per loss in 2019 because they wanted, now it comes out that they want Joe, they wanted Joe Burrow. They wanted to tank and get the number one overall pick to take Joe Burrow. Brian Flores said that he didn't try to lose. They And I think they won a few games at the end of the season. That instead, they got the fifth overall pick when they were, remember the whole... Though going into that season, it was tank for Tua. Everyone was like trying to. There was a big race, to, and then Tua ended up being, you know, ended up being Burrow was the number one pick. Um, so yeah, and now Hugh Jackson comes out today and says that the Browns. Okay, that one maybe he was right. He's also. I mean, it's also the Browns, and they had. I mean, I don't know. He was like they were paying me to lose too, and I was like, well. I don't know if they even had to pay you. Like the Browns were pretty bad. They've <laughs> been bad. Awesome. Yeah, they've been bad for a while. And yeah. Anyways, I don't know. Sorry, I've been talking for a while. What is your guys' thoughts on this situation? I don't want to discredit Brian Flores at all because what he's doing is obviously right. Because the discrepancy in the NFL right now is it's pretty crazy. But in comparison to like today, Minnesota flew out John Harbaugh, and reports are saying that they had already called other candidates and said that they were going to hire the Rams offensive coordinator. So it's like they flew him out to tell him, okay, they talked and they're like, okay, we're going to go with the OC of the Rams instead. And John Harbaugh called Michigan and said, I'm coming back. Like, I don't know. Like, I feel like teams are going to have their minds pretty much like when they're doing the research, they're going to have someone in mind that they want to hire. And I just, I don't know. I don't know how you prove that they obviously with that rule and everything, they have to have to interview someone of a minor, of a minority, but like I don't know. I feel like a team is already gonna have someone in their mind that they want to hire, but if they're not, if like if they don't put any effort to it, then I think like obviously there's something to look at here. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I feel bad that he. I mean, he goes wins eight out of his last nine games, gets canned. I mean, to start with the Miami situation, I mean, that was just hor- I feel horrible about you know how that all went down, and then you come out. Do you remember like, like talking about this? A couple weeks ago, Watson. how we were, yeah, we were talking <laughs> right. about the Watson thing, and now this comes yeah. out, yeah. Right, and so I don't know. I think, and the other thing is with the NFL now, I mean, you have multiple coaches talking about owners paying coaches to lose, and as a, a, and a as you know, a league that prides itself on gambling, on fairness of play, of trying, you know, trying not to lose games, they have a problem. 
they have a big problem because this I'm guarantee if this is going on two organizations this is going on a lot more yeah. than two organizations and they I don't know what you can even do about that but that's <laughs> that is not something you want in the public eye by any means if owners are purposely trying to lose games uh, why would you pay him though like, how, do right. you, how does a coach purposely lose a game right he has nothing yeah. to do with yeah, it yeah right. so that that's yeah I, I don't know I feel I feel awful about this I mean he should Literally, like if there's anybody, I mean, the qualifications that Brian Flores has, like teams should be lining up at the door to get him <laughs> to be their their coach, and it just, it's just it's interesting. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I, I mean, just like there's other coaches that should have a job, or I mean, it's just it's just kind of I don't know. It's it sucks. It's I think this this there's only good that can come out of this hopefully. The only part that that rubs me the wrong way with this whole situation is that we're finding out now that they're paying people to they're paying coaches to lose games. I don't, I did, have you guys seen anything that Brian Flores actually received money? Because I thought I read something that they asked him to, and he said no. Yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. Yeah. But but why? I mean, but maybe the Browns. What's his name? He. he yeah, probably, that's he that's more. Him. That's what's yeah. bug, like. If all these coaches are going to come out of the woodworks and say, "Oh, I was fired because I didn't," you know, "I didn't tank." It's like, okay, why didn't you say that six years ago when it actually happened? Now, now just because I don't know, that that like, we talked about Deshaun, and that's probably why he wanted out though, is because he's like, I don't want to be a part of a wanting to lose. True. Culture, yeah. To know? to add on to that though, I mean, to I mean, what Brian, Brian Flores is doing, he even talked about this a little bit, like you know, he might never get hired again. Right. You know, you, you put yourself out there True. in the public eye. You, I mean, Kaepernick hasn't had a job. I mean, it's just, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, Hugh has nothing to lose. He hasn't True. been, he's been sitting around for <laughs> six years. Right. He's like, I don't care, you know? So it's like all these other owners, it's like you want to h- kind of hire a guy that you trust and won't, you know, bash you. And so that's why they, I, I think they hire certain people. It's just like, all right, well, I trust this guy that he's not going to expose anything that I'm doing. And, I don't know. I think that's probably that yeah, goes as a six-year right thing. I just wish we. I did. I don't know. I, I, you're you're totally right, mm-hmm. and we're obviously not in that situation. It's a lot easier to say it from the outside, but I don't know. I just I'm I'm sure as you're saying, Matthew, it's going on in a lot more organizations than just these two, and there's probably honestly worse things that go on in those organizations that we don't know of. So and like wait till like wait till a white coach comes out and says he's getting paid. Like who was the guy that who was the Browns coach? Um, with Baker the first year, and Baker hated the guy. Uh, Freddie Kitchens. Freddie Kitchens. Like, what if Freddie Kitchens came out? Yeah, the Browns paid me too. And it's like, man. Yeah, yeah. It's going to start looking really bad. And then the NFL – okay, this was funny. I saw, like, a a tweet about this. So the NFL, two hours after these – after the Flores sues the NFL, they come out and say, we dispute these claims. They're false. (laughs) <laughs> and we're going to defend ourselves in court. And then someone sent, like, a transcript of Roger Goodell. It's like, someone calls Roger. It's like, hey, did you hear about this stuff? Is it true? Roger, no. <laughs> Hangs up the phone. We dispute these claims. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's a tough situation. Yeah, and, and I'm, you know, reading a lot of, I've read a lot of articles about it these past couple of days. And people are saying this could, I mean, this is, like, the most important court case in NFL history, or at least it's one of them. I mean, it's going it, to, whatever happens in here, if they find all these parties guilty that Flores is talking about, there's going to be a lot of shakeups. And yeah, especially like with the gambling trends going on, that's going to be huge. And I don't know, it, it could get really messy in the NFL here in a little bit. I feel like, <clears throat> you know, you see in the news every once in a while, like in big companies, there's fraud or insider trading just like fishy right. dark stuff and I, I view each franchise as just 
a big business and like these owners or GMs or whatever are like doing whatever they can to make their money or protect their name or win or lose to get a big name to you know to have at your franchise forever and it's um, there's a it, in each franchise I think there is a level where they don't care about like the football as much as the business of it and then right. you know they go to <clears throat> they go to lengths like trying to pay off their coach to tank to get good draft picks and things like that and so it's like I'm not surprised when I hear like those allegations like I, I'm I mean, I don't know I don't have any like evidence or anything but like there's like I just think they're probably true like there's just maybe not all of them but it's certainly possible yeah yeah I mean there's no reason to make it all up mm-hmm. especially the Giants one like yeah. well he also I like he probably still has a chance to get hired as a coach. So like, he's probably, he's not, he wasn't at the point where he's like, well, I have nothing to lose. Like I'll do, right. you know, like, I mean now maybe that, yeah, like we were saying, like he's in the public eye, whatever, like whether it's true or not, like maybe some teams want to try to keep, stay away from Bratton Flores, but, um, but he still had a shot at getting a job, but. Is there any, this is off topic. What? Jags? Ja- I think the Jags are going with Leftwich. I'm, that's what I thought I heard. Have the Texans heard? Texans, Texans. That's the one. Oh no, they're going with McCown. Is the rumor at least? Really? They that's wanted. Disgusting. They wanted McCown last year, and didn't hire him because they thought he wasn't ready. And I think those are just rumors, though. I'm not sure if those are official. I don't. Yes, I don't like. I don't know if the left which thing ever got. But obviously, they're front runners. Yeah, and then yeah, you mentioned earlier, Brandon, that Rams OC is almost locked into the Vikings. They I think they can't finalize it until after the Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Um, trying to think who else. And then McDaniel's is with the Raiders. Raider, um, I guess the Raiders is the other the best job I would think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, what were the other ones? All all the bad teams. <laughs> yeah. You, you got Texans. And Texans. Yeah, if Texans, Texans is Jags. McCown, loosely McCown. Jags is loosely Leftwich. Obviously, he can't go back to the Dolphins. But they're looking at the Have Lakers, they hi- hired him? They're looking McDaniel. at McDaniel. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, that's... So, I mean, he's going to have to inherit what he inherited with Miami. I heard he might go back just to to New England and be an assistant there. It's also going to be a good option for sure. (laughs) But it's funny because it probably was, like, the Deshaun thing probably had nothing to do with this now. Because this is all bigger than Deshaun. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, Other piece of news, this kind of got buried in all the news yesterday because it was probably an hour before all the Flores came out, but... Uh, it is official. Jimmy G is agents have come out and said they are going to look for a trade. Uh, he ended his press conference by like thanking all the Niners reporters and saying goodbye and stuff like that. So it was super veteran of him because uh, Kyle and John Lynch had a had a inter- or had a press conference right before he did, and they didn't release any of this that he was already looking for trade partners until after the interview. That way they didn't have to answer it. And that's just I don't know that's I think that's the mutual respect between Jimmy and the yeah I, J- Jimmy's is. handled it very well and. Yeah, it's been great this year. Really yeah, so, but thank you, Ten. Yeah, I we kind of we put out an Instagram story. Eli, where can you uh, follow us on on Instagram? <coughs> oh boy, I almost forgot. Uh, <laughs> dot podcast. And just kind of asked people where they thought Jimmy G possible landing spots for him. Uh, a couple people, Steelers, couple. Uh, Denver Broncos, a couple Tampa Bay Buccaneers, kind of your standard 
your standard veteran teams. I mean, I think Denver is definitely in the possibility. They're shooting for Rodgers, obviously, and they'll maybe fall into Jimmy G. I don't know. You 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 guys have to trade him. Yep. He's not a free agent. I have to trade him. What I wonder what his market is right now. Like I, I have no pulse on this at all. I don't know what you guys are thinking. With Russ staying, which I think we all think is going to happen now, I think if Russ stays and I think if Rodgers comes out and says, I'm staying in Green Bay, then I think one of those teams might be like in a spot where they have to trade. Whether yeah, have to overpay. Or yeah. A, a, a guaranteed second. And if he played a certain amount of time at first, like what they did for Carson, like those kind of deals. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talked about this Eli a little earlier. It's like there's a lot more quarterback, veteran, needy teams than there is veteran quarterbacks on the market right now. Yeah. And, and it's whether who they want to roll with. Like if it if Denver full swings for, for Rodgers and they don't get him, they're like, well, we have Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't think the new coach wants to roll with that. Right. So mm-hmm. you go out and see what's on the market. And honestly, like – me not even trying to be a Niner homer. I don't know who else is on the market besides Jimmy G that's worth giving a spot. I mean, he said, you, you told me Mariota. Like you're, yeah. you're throwing the ball with all these guys. And, yeah. and then you're also rolling the dice with Jimmy's health. Right. So there's so many. The only one that I can think is that's in his range that might might be available is Carr. Just yeah. because they... What's, what's Trubitsky's situation? Yeah, he might be a bit, he, he I don't have him. In, I don't think he's in the same range as Jimmy. I Jimmy's no, a tier no, above but him. I would say he's probably right below. If, yeah, if we're yeah, yeah, like Mariota. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But I'm, I was more just trying to think of guys in Jimmy's because yeah, I think only sat one year. I thought he was with Buffalo for at least a couple of years, but yeah. So he's a free agent. Yeah, he's his I, stock he's, has I, never been higher. I would not be surprised if he maybe I, doesn't I'd probably put him above Mariota. Personally. Yeah, I, oh, me too. Yeah, Mariota will be an interesting one, though, because I think he might be. I don't know. Is he a free agent this year? Or is he still? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm honestly not sure. Um, either way, I think I think you're probably right, Brandon. I think his, I think Jimmy G's trade value, or, yeah, his, his value is probably right around Carson Wentz's, like a, a conditional first-rounder. Second rounder kind of thing because that's Mariota's a free agent too. Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably right where Jimmy G slides it, it, in. It depends who's in the market, man. I mean, it's if if you got the, all the big fish, then Jimmy's not worth an even near a first then because yeah. why, why would you even do that if you're if well? You're I mean, throwing it true like the big fish depends on the team though because I could see like a a Steelers looking at Rodgers and Russ's trade value and then just being like, or we could just throw a first rounder at Jimmy G and not have like. I don't know. Yeah, and so okay, with like three to go get Aaron Rodgers, or okay, I'd give up one to go get Jimmy G. Yeah, sure, why not? Okay, I think Jimmy's twenty nine, twenty eight. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see where he lands. Those all those three options were were interesting: Steelers, Broncos, and Bucks. Bucks now becomes a very interesting because they have one of the best O line. What'd you say? A very interesting landing spot for someone. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have one of the best O lines, Mike Evans, who's been a thousand yard receiver for nine years or whatever. You don't have Go- Godwin's a free agent, so that's interesting. Is Arians gonna stay? Yeah, yeah I don't know. That's he's old. They have a good defense, though. They do. They'll be. They have a lot of good pieces. Yeah. I, don't know, I thought it was comical, and Tom Brady. You know, I think he spoke in the box. He's like, yeah, I think. You know, they're pretty confident in their QB room over there, and it's Kyle Trask and Blaine <laughs> Gallagher. Yeah. It's Gallagher. Yeah, I'm sure you guys are really confident yeah, about that. For real. They got Blaine there to carry drunk Tom Brady away from the uh, small <laughs> ceremonies. Yeah. And... Kyle Trask. That's so funny. Gross. 
Um, all right, we'll do stock up, stock down, and then we will get into our first episode of the rebuilding series. Anyone have a stock up or stock down that they'd like to start with? Okay, I'll start. Stock down, uh, our picks, and the parlay <laughs> this week. Um, we went 0 for 8 as a game track <laughs> in picking the game straight up this weekend. We all picked Kansas City, and we all picked San Francisco. You ever the same team? Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, that's a tough one. And then we got a little greedy with our parlays this weekend, and they all missed. Still in the positive. Yeah, we still still net positive for sure. But that's why we got greedy. We really want our, our easy ones. Yeah, it would have just been nice to win a lot more. Um, stock, another stock down, I put Major League Baseball. Uh, does not look like spring training is going to start on time. Probably not the regular season is going to start. I don't know. They just they Major League Baseball can't figure their shit out. True. Uh, I got stocked down on the Rams because if you guys don't know who Tim the Tapman is, yes. he's a streamer and he has picked every single game wrong in the last two weekends. And it's he quite impressive. Out, it is really impressive. But he came out today or yesterday and he said that he has picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. So really the whole world is on the Bengals side. Yeah, I'm going to put my life-saving... I mean, Bengals' money line yep. is a lock. Um, Tim's a curse. He yeah, he it. really is. Uh, stock yeah. up. I put this a while ago, but stock up the NFL being rigged. Um, not only because <laughs> of the tanking thing, but also... I said this when the Seahawks lost to the Rams, that it really seemed like this year the NFL wanted the Rams in the Super Bowl. I don't know if it was... I mean, there was just a lot of calls in that game where I was like, huh, kind of makes sense the NFL would want the Rams to be good this year. And, yeah, now they're in the Super Bowl. They're very likable. Like, McVay and Stafford are very likable. Cooper Cup's likable. I I mean, I don't know. That's why I don't like them. They pay pay (laughs) to drop an interception. It's just just funny that they... uh, And they're playing in their home stadium... And LA is a huge market, and they don't have a lot of fans, so I can see why they'd want to get fans. I don't know. Aren't they the away team though? Technically, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. How does I don't, it I don't know work how it works, in the Super Bowl? It's it's in SoFi, but is it the higher seed? I think it's the higher seed in the home. I'm sure Bengals were what four, Rams were five. No, Rams were Rams two. They're both four. Uh yeah, they're so they flip a coin. So it probably comes down to strength of victory over. Does it I, does it flip every year between AFC and NFC? I don't know. No, I don't. But yeah, no one clue. gets the Rams locker room, locker room and one gets the Chargers locker room. There's not really a yeah, exactly. locker room there. So. Yeah, but I think, yeah, I saw something that the Bengals were home, but I think they said the Rams still They'll get their own locker, locker room. room. They won't make them switch. But That'd be so funny. It's just like a formality. Yeah. yeah. Be you guys got to move out. I mean, two, two years in a row, though. I mean, you got a team hosting the Super Bowl in their own stadium. It's crazy. Uh, another stock up, I put the NBA red zone thing. Did you guys hear about that? That cool. the NBA has released their own version of red zone. I think it's called crunch time. Uh, <laughs> uh, crunch time. Yeah, so I don't know. I haven't. I didn't watch it because I think you have to have league pass to watch it. Um, but I listened to a podcast earlier today and these two guys were talking about it. They said that they, ha- it, they said it's a weird setup because they have two guys hosting it. And sometimes when they cut to the broad, like the live games, they give the they let the announcers talk, and then sometimes those two commentate it. Um, hmm. I wonder if per network different. 
<laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was like the two guys is weird because they they and they both said the two guys the podcast that I was listening to said they didn't like it because it was like you were listening to a podcast. And like I don't want to listen to two guys mm-hmm. talk about it. I just want one guy to get me from game to game. Interesting. And that's the point because I want to watch the game. So we're all ingrained with the Scott Hansen treatment. Well, it's like the NFL's figured that out. Why would you copy it but try to make it different? I don't know. I wonder if certain, like you said, certain like channels or broadcasters or whatever, I wonder if there's different like agreements, like if some channels didn't quite agree to it fully, and so there's two guys to replace like commentary on a game because maybe the, I don't know what the NBA airs on, but maybe the CBS broadcast, they said, oh, we don't want our announcers on crunch time. <laughs> it gets so hectic. Like two teams are going down for game winners, and they're like they cut to one game, and it's the it's the game commentators, and they go to the other game. Like, oh crap, we have to go. There's only getting driven down the court. Uh, <laughs> well, and some people like, are making fun of it too. They're like, oh, so we're just gonna s- switch between timeouts like every yeah. for for three minutes, and I don't know. I, I think it's a good idea. I mean, obviously, like I said, the NFL's perfected it. Um, There's always gonna be a market for it. Yeah, more sports all the time. Yeah, you can see everything, but I don't think I was just thinking about this to your guys' point about certain stations signing off. I think the NBA like started crunch time, so I think they would get to kind of overrule that. I think if they start it, they get to kind of say, I, I think they just get to automatically like you know, like hey, they don't you don't have a choice. You you bought our product. We get to decide mm-hmm. if you get to put it on here. Um, and my last stock up is Fortnite, just because I've actually been enjoying playing Fortnite <laughs> recently. So, good job. It's, it's the most fun I've had playing that stupid video game in a long time. So, uh, I have a quick stock up. Uh, the U.S. men's national team for soccer. Right now, they're beating Honduras 2-0. And I saw a headline before this game. Uh, some people were kind of confused because uh, Pulisic and then... Who I think everyone should know who he is, and then um, a young like defensive star and Serginho Dest. They're both benched, and everyone's like, "Oh, they're benching him." And because I think the U.S. is in good standing right now in their World Cup qualifiers, um, but nothing to give it. And I'm pretty sure it was Honduras uh, last cycle, so four years ago, and we all we had to do was beat them. When we were in the World Cup, and I think we tied or something. So, maybe a little ballsy, but uh, it's paying off. So, that's my stock up. It looks, it looks like we're going to make it to the World Cup this year. Hey. Sock talk with Eli. Sock talk with Eli. Do you have a stock down? Or do you have a... Uh, don't. Yes. Uh, I'll go stock down the uh, Commanders. <laughs> uh, two years... And you can't put up a curtain to block out the name change. Yeah, <laughs> it gets leaked after two years, and they pick. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't. It's. I think it's better than football team barely, but like I, just, it's not. I don't know. It doesn't doesn't strike fear in your opponent. I wish they would have gone with like an animal. I think it's. I think it's the most boring. Yeah. Team name. So many cool ones, man. And I mean, there's obvious nicknames you can come up with that. Combination. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, just, it's too easy. It's too yeah. easy. It's just, I, I feel bad. I thought the jerseys were pretty decent, though. I like the jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. The black I, one, I think, is. Yeah. The black ones are really cool. The black one looks sick. And they kept the color. Like, the, their colors are really good. Yeah. So it's, not, like, hard to really mess up the jerseys. But yeah, I thought mm-hmm. the black ones are cool. It's just not a very. Yeah. I, PFT said it, and he's, and he's a mm. Commanders fan. Uh, he's like, 
this is a, like an expansion team name, one that you you just see and you're like, ah, okay, and you forget about it five minutes later. You, you like weren't an expecting, XFL team. Yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. It's, it seems like just a random team. It wouldn't have been that bad if they didn't wait two years to do that. If right. they just were like, all right, we can't do Redskins anymore. We're gonna go Commanders, Commanders, and they throw it out there. We're like, all right, cool, like whatever. Yeah. We get it. Sure, but like they wait two years and you're like after you know years of research, we've come up with commanders. It's like okay, well, you had all your best scientists on this one yeah. that you came up with. And then a couple of days ago, Joe Theismann was on a podcast or something, and he was like hinting at it over and over again. It was really awkward because it's like the guy like could tell like the announcement's not till the second. He's like. There's just, you know, there's a lot of commanders in D.C. And he just kept saying the stuff. And it was just like, dude, what are you doing? And obviously, and then the leaks with the, the pictures of the Washington Commanders logo. And it's just like, yeah, they went about this horribly. <laughs> I did also think it was not weird, but, like, the W logo is just, like, ever so slightly changed. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like, yeah. It's literally yeah. just the letter W. Yeah. And I, Super don't, weird. So I don't know why they felt like. I mean, it makes sense, like, because it's a new name. Like, might as well just rebrand yeah. everything, even if it's just slightly. But... I wish I would have bought a football team, like something, just because those are cool because they were only around for a year or two. I'm sure. <laughs> All right. The rebuilding series. Let's get into it. We're going to be doing this every week into the Super Bowl. So for the next eight weeks, we're going to take just an off season or a, a division at a time, and we're going to kind of go through what they – should do this offseason what their you know their free agents their cap room their draft picks and kind of what we think each team needs to do this offseason um yeah so we're going to start with the nfc east dallas cowboys we will start with them first they won this division 12 and 5 they had a first round exit to brandon's 49ers they have currently (laughs) they are negative 21 million dollars under the cap and yeah, I have a, I have a, I, I kind of asked like a big question for each team. So my Cowboys big question to you guys is, can Mike McCarthy take this team to where they want to go? Can he be the guy? They have not been to an NFC championship since 1996. No. No. I don't have He's just, I don't know, man. He's about as bland as it gets for me. And it's like, the only thing he's ever done is he won a Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers, which right now looks pretty impressive. But. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm, I'm struggling to find love for the coaches that don't take control of one side of the ball. You know what I feel like? I feel like a lot of these coaches, these head coaches, are really good, like, like at either offense or defense. And, like, I don't know, you guys can attest to this. Like, Pete Carroll, he kind of just lets his coordinators do his thing, and he's an old-fashioned, straight-up, I'm head coach. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have influence on both things. And, like, I just feel like McCarthy sits there while Kellen Moore and Dan Quinn do their thing, and he's just sitting there, but he can't even, like, get the team under control because they're always all over the place. So right. he's obviously not doing his job. I don't know. And it's tough, too, because I don't know how much control he really has because Jerry is – the most it's a whole, yeah yeah That's maybe the most involved owner in professional sports history like it's insane he's the Jackie Moon of football I'm GM I'm owner <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah I don't know and that's just why this is such a weird situation is because I don't think really anyone thinks Mike McCarthy's the guy but yet they're keeping him so it's like are you so you're just throwing away 
this season, pretty much. It's like, it, it, I mean, I don't know. That just is so weird to me. I would drive to Sean Payton's house. I'd convince him to be our head coach, and then I'd trade Mari Cooper for <laughs> for Michael Thomas and Sean Payton. There you go. That's the big move. <laughs> that was the big right there. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the that's the plan now. I'd kind of forgotten about that. That I guess it's Sean Payton. I mean, that's that's what they're saying, right? And Sean's like, I'm not coaching, so maybe we do have to go. They're like, we have to go through one more year of turmoil with McCarthy, and then Sean said he'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, all right, a couple of the key free agents for the Cowboys. There, there's there's four pretty decent ones. Uh, Michael Gallup is a free agent. Uh, I personally believe he's gone. I don't know what you guys are thinking, but I I, I am almost like 100 percent certain he he walks. Years old now. 25? That's crazy, man. Yeah. I bet he walks because he's shown a lot of promise being a <clears throat> third option who is still injured like half the season or whatever. So I'm sure another team will be able to pay him. Cowboys are also, you know, severely under, over the cap. However you want to look at it. They're negative cap. And, I mean, they have some time, but, like, they're, one thing they're probably thinking of is, like, okay, they'll have Dak forever. So, like, he's going to be a big money leech but also like um Diggs and Parsons like they're gonna want to pay them eventually like if they keep if they keep paying these young guys as they have now like they're never gonna have enough money to keep Zeke well that could be controversial too to pay Diggs because I was thinking about this too and I mean we'll get to it we can just talk to it now I think one of their biggest needs is corner help because I mean Diggs they, they remind me a lot, or Diggs, I guess, reminds me a lot of Zayvon Howard or just the Dolphins in general. I remember talking about the Dolphins a lot this offseason and being like, oh, their turnovers have, their turnover luck has to switch. And the more I like look at Diggs or just watch Diggs play, I think he's, I think just in his career, he's going to have a lot of interceptions. But that's kind of the way he plays. He gambles a lot and he has good hands and he just, that's the kind of ball he's going to play. But he's also going to get burnt most of the time. And he's not – I don't think he's a guy when his contract gets to the point where you need to pay him. I, I hope the Cowboys, the Cowboys are probably going to pay him and he's not worth top corner money because just because he gets the interceptions. But I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah. He needs a pass rush. If Without a pass rush, he, mm-hmm. he possibly could be one of the worst corners in the NFL. But they have a good, a good front, which allows him to be aggressive on those, on those digs, those – those hooks, the hook, like he just he can jump everything he wants, but when they don't get to him, we've seen they just he gets double moved and he's gone. It's yeah, most yards in the NFL given up. So. Also, I don't know how I forgot, but CD Lamb is still on his rookie contract, and they're going to give him the bag in a few years. Also, I just feel like they have they have some young players they're going to want to pay, and money's yeah. already an issue. Like they don't need to pay a third receiver. No, I feel like he'd be more expensive than most third receivers in the league. No, and. Yeah, that's a good point on Gallup. And I think Lamb will probably they'll probably pay Lamb right when Amari Cooper is going to be either on like one of the last years of his deal, and then he's probably on his way out. Um, I think one of the things I said they should do is re-sign Cedric Wilson because I think he can just plop right into that third receiver role. I mean, that's what he did this year, yeah. and mm-hmm. they were fine. Um, another free big free agent, also twenty five years old, is Dalton Schultz. Had a breakout year at tight end. Uh, Connor Williams, their guard, is a free agent, and Randy Gregory is also a free agent for the Cowboys. So, yeah, four pretty <laughs> decent pieces. I mean, um, Jets or Jags got to throw the bag at Gallup, right? I mean, 
get a get your young quarterback, a young wide receiver you can build with. You're not gonna find much better young talent. Like Gallup's a stud. He, did he get hurt? He tore his ACL. Yeah. At, but, yeah. Yeah, and that was at the end of the season. Yeah. But yeah, that's tough. With modern medicine, man. I mean, we just saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Acres. Acres come yeah. back from six months. It's usually a nine month injury. So. Right. No, he'll be he'll be fine. I just wonder if that hurts his his free agency at all. We'll but. see it with uh, Godwin too. It's the same situation. Yeah. They're going to be together. It's going to be interesting to see who pays them and where they go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like with the Cowboys, they need to, and this starts with Jerry, they need to be able to let go of big names. That's been their problem is they, they get attached to the names, give them the bag, and then things don't go their way. I mean, they paid Jalen Smith. Oh. You know, they got so hyped about that and then it just goes down the drain. They paid Vander Esch. Like, there's all these names that they pay, and it, it, you can't you can't just build a defense and offense off of namesake. And they get to a point where it's like they play in a really crappy division, and they can get by with that. But then they go play the Niners in the playoffs, and the Niners are just a more sound, complete team, and they get dominated on the mm-hmm. line. And it happens every single year, and it just comes down to like, okay, we you know they were the better team, and you know, and still they get I don't know, it's just. I think they eventually need to let go of that, and it starts with you know being able to say, all right, Gallup, you know it's been fun. We have you know two fifth round picks. You know if we take a wide receiver there and we do our scouting, like there's so many wide receivers every year that come out of college. Like it's one of those positions you shouldn't be paying three guys above league average. You know at wide receiver. And if you are, you better be really really good. Mm-hmm. And it just hasn't been that case. I think I totally agree though all of what you guys are saying. I think Gallup and honestly Cedric Wilson are like perfect examples of literally what you just said, like mm-hmm. drafting like maybe a little bit later. Like you don't need to pay him big money. Like they serve their purpose. Now let them go get money somewhere else and just do it again. Um I think yeah, like we said, I think Gallup's gone. I think Connor Williams is probably gone too. He's pro he he's gonna ask for some big money and they don't really have any of that money to pay. Um, a couple cut candidates that I have. I only had a couple. Um, Blake Jarwin, you can cut and save almost $5 million. So I think that's probably something that they're going to need to do, especially if they want to re-sign Schultz. They're going to have to let Jarwin go. And then, <laughs> I didn't even know this, Will Greer is a quarterback, like their third quarterback on their hmm. roster, and he's getting paid like over a million dollars. So, and with no dead cap, just let him go. You do not need Will Greer. I remember the day they bought him in because uh, it was right, like it was after a hard knock premiered, but it's when they had Cooper Rush and uh, Ben DiNucci, I think it was the other yeah. one, but they were just like, and I remember like uh, Jerry Jones at some point was like, man, we need to boost up this QB room because it's just gross after that. It's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then ultimately, I think the Cowboys, like I said earlier, they need cornerback. They just need help in the secondary. They need help on their D-line. And their offense, I you don't really need anything on your offense. Your offense just needs to play better, I feel like. I mean, you had, you had a good offensive line. Like, we've, we've talked about their weapons extensively. You bought, you have two a great, probably the second best running back tandem in the league, besides a healthy Browns. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna get those D line and cornerback health, but that's I think what they need. Anything else on the Cowboys? All right, let's go to the probably biggest surprise of the uh, of the NFL season, and that is the Philadelphia Eagles. They finished at nine and eight, also a first round exit. 
They have $13 million in cap space. They have three first-round picks, 15, 16, and 19. Um, I, the big the big question for the for the Eagles is pretty obvious. Is this year legit? And with that, do you build around Jalen Hurts? No. I'm sorry. Not a big Hurts guy. Um, I think you're in a rare opportunity where, if you're the Eagles, I think you're in a rare opportunity where you have a quarterback that could offer some value and you have the picks. So if I'm them, I mean, if Deshaun's, I think I think if Deshaun's situation gets cleared up and he's out there, I think that that's, that's got to be their target. I mean, you got to go get someone that you know can lead your team to the promised land. And right now, after what we saw in that playoff game, like, you can't tell me they're sitting there comfortable eating popcorn saying, man, Hurts is our guy. Like, there's just no way. And they are in a rare opportunity where they have all this ammo to go do stuff. Like, go get it done. Make a move. Get your fan base back in it. He had a great year, but the the ceiling wasn't much higher. I mean, they were they were banging their heads against it. So. Yeah, I mean, if they don't go do that, my concern is that I don't really love. I'm sure one or two of the quarterbacks in this class will work out. You know, I usually at least one <laughs> will pan out, but I don't really. I'm not really enamored with any of them, and so it's hard. You know, they have three first round picks, and if you don't believe in Hurts, and you're not going to go trade for a guy, it's really hard at the same time to justify just taking a random quarterback but at the same time it's like I don't know I think if they're gonna if you could temporarily go make the moves for right now you know go address you know boost booster up your you know O-line and D-line you know go make moves in the secondary whatever you gotta do uh and then you know next year if you you know, like your options you know maybe potentially try moving up I don't know it's they're in a tough spot because it's you you get better right now and maybe you end up with nine or ten wins and you're like but Jalen Hurts isn't our guy and now we don't have a top pick to go take a quarterback we don't have the ammunition to go trade for anybody you know and so you're playing the free agent market game right. so I mean. They're in a tough spot. I feel like I agree with Brandon. I feel like they have to decide right now for the next three years on what you want to do at quarterback because, you know, if you're going to try to get better in the now, then you're putting yourself in a really tough position to ever be able to go get your guy. Yeah, I I, I agree with you guys. I think I, I lean towards you, you, you use those picks and hurts the package and hopefully get someone else or maybe one of your other assets because I don't – I'm with you, Matthew. I don't – not only do I not like these quarterbacks a ton, but I also just don't like the idea of them restarting with a new quarterback. Um, so I don't know if that's the answer. Some of the free agents that the Eagles have, Jason Kelsey is a is a big one. He's going to be a free agent. He's 34 years old. Uh, centers typically though can play until what's um what's the other the older. Center than him. Our center. Yeah, Alex Mack. Like 36, That's what I think. Uh, Rodney Hudson, too. Rodney Hudson's old, yeah. um, these guys can play until about 37, 38 for the centers. You don't got to move a lot on the interior no. offensive line. Especially <clears> if you're <throat> center. It's all 90% of it's in the head. You got to be able right. to call out, call out defenses, call out fronts. But, yeah, they, they got a lot of guard help. They don't really need to move a lot. No. I've heard of a lot of rumors, though, that Kelsey's gone. So that could be tough. Derek Barnett, one of their pass rushers, is a free agent. Anthony Harris, safety, is a free agent. Steven Nelson, DB, is a free agent. And Rod Mecleod is a free agent. 
I wouldn't want to go back. I don't blame these guys. Like, if I'm Jason Kelsey, I'm going, you know what? I'll take a pay cut and go play with my brother at the Chiefs. <laughs> like, uh, why would you want to go back? Like, especially, if, I don't know, man. They're just, the ceiling's rough mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, you think this year was, I mean, this was the best case scenario for the Eagles they did this year. And that had a lot to do with their schedule. Uh, I mean, they, they like we mentioned <laughs> way back in wildcard weekend, they didn't beat a playoff team. And how often are you not going to beat a playoff team and make the playoffs? Oh, one six. It's crazy, man. So, yeah. Um, their team needs, like I mentioned, a bunch of DBs are leaving, so they need some defensive backs. Uh, even if Kelsey leaves, they should be fine on their offensive line. That's the thing. Their offensive line is not bad. Um, and they're able to run the football, so I think their offensive line might be fine. Defensive line, though, does need some help. They're pretty old on the front, and if you lose Barnett, that's another one of your younger pass rushers. So I think D lineman, and then receiver. I mean, you 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 got you picked Devonte Smith. What was it, sixth or seventh overall? He he's great. Your second best receiver is Quez Watkins, Jalen Rager. I mean, come on, like Rager's it, a joke, man. Yeah, I mean, that's you're gonna, that's gonna kill that's going to kill their franchise. It picks like that. I mean, it's just those high picks where you just miss. And it's like, yeah. Especially with Justin Jefferson right behind him. Yeah. I mean, those are, yeah, those killers. Just gross. I, I, yeah, if you're going to attract any sort of free agent, like you're saying, Matthew, playing that market, you cannot have Devonta Smith and a bunch of hope at wide receiver. Mm. It, that, that That is not going to work. If you want Hurts <laughs> to develop, maybe maybe they stick with Hurts. Maybe they, they don't get things that they want from Hurts. Maybe they say, if you want him to develop at all as a passer, you have to get more than just Devonta Smith because we saw what the Buccaneers did in that playoff game. They were they, they did the old-fashioned, hey, th- throw it to anyone else besides him, and it just did not work at all. So, I was thinking about it earlier today when I pulled up uh, I pulled up all the spot racks and just looked at them briefly. Um, and I was thinking a good landing spot for Gallup would be the Eagles, except yeah. that it's divisional. But like... Mm. But he's a free agent, though. He, he doesn't matter. care. Yeah. Right. That's true, yeah. He might say, screw him. Yeah, <laughs> he could. But uh, I feel like that'd be a good option. Like, they, I think it, if they don't get a receiver, it would be very smart to draft another receiver. Um, but if they get someone like Gallup, like, they're not necessarily paying top dollar for a receiver, but they'll be getting a pretty good receiver who's still pretty young but also kind of knows what he's doing. Um, and someone who... You know they they can build around Devonta Smith, but they can hang with Gallup for a long time. They need they need a big guy they control the middle of the field because Devonta's never gonna be a guy who can just fly over the middle. He's he's just too small. He's gonna beat your corners one on one on the outside. They mm-hmm. need a guy who's bigger can win a one on one matchup and, and take over the middle of the field for sure. I also forgot that the uh, Eagles uh, Brandon Brooks retired, so that's, that's tough. Right. If Kelsey and Brooks leave, that is very tough. Um, I'm looking at a mock draft though, and this is really funny because I am I literally just pulled up the first one I saw. Uh, 15 a corner, the a corner from Clemson, 16 the center from Iowa, and then 19 an edge rusher from Florida State. And it's like, yeah, that's that's what they need. And then hopefully a free agent wide receiver. A lot of holes, yeah. Yeah, they're going to be a very interesting team. Uh, it's going to be – I'm really interested just to see kind of when next year rolls around, like what their win total is for Vegas and what like the perception of the Eagles are. Are they mm. – Respected as a playoff team, or are they kind of more? I think what we are thinking of the Eagles as a fake playoff team that's got a lot of holes. So it was a great story. I, I feel like I'm. I don't want to take any away thing away from. I mean, they made the playoffs, 
Seahawks didn't make the playoffs. <laughs> a lot of teams didn't make the playoffs with a lot more talent. So they, they literally found themselves like the perfect storm. Like, yeah. like you don't beat any good teams and you somehow still make the playoffs. It's a last seed. Like they really did just had the perfect recipe. They did. All right, the Washington Commanders. Oh, <laughs> finished seven and ten. A big letdown year after winning the division in twenty twenty. They have sixty million dollars in cap, but the big question is the quarterback. Uh, you brought in Fitzmagic at the beginning of last year. He gets hurt in week one. Um, and then Ty- Taylor Heineke, he he has flashes where you're like, he could be decent, but he's just ultimately, he's not the guy. So they're a very interesting team that's got some young weapons that, I don't know, what's they're not talked about a ton. I mean, I, we didn't even mention them when we talked about Jimmy G. They, that's not a bad team for Jimmy G. I don't know. I mean, they give me yeah. this team really does give me Niners nineteen vibes. Like a great young front that can take over a game, and it's like last year they just didn't do it. Like they were just so mm-hmm. disappointing. And whether that comes with I don't know Fitzpatrick going down like he did. Like I don't know, man. Like I I've expressed my feelings about Fitzpatrick. Like I don't think he takes a team above and beyond. Like I don't know this team. They had they're they're also in a very delicate spot where. They're never going to be younger and cheaper. So yeah, they need to get it done, and wherever that move is, they got to do it now. Whether that's I don't know, if you want to go get Jimmy, that's up to them. Do it, but yeah, I don't know. I think they got to bring in a playmaker, a quarterback. So yeah, I mean, they're a team that I would say if you want to go young on quarterback, go for it. I think they need they need some sort of injection of life into their team, like Brandon said, either picking up Jimmy G or going and drafting somebody, and they need one or the other. I mean, I don't think that, you know, based on how big of a step back their defense had, they're not a quarterback away from being this amazing team. They have a lot of promising pieces, you know, going back two years ago. There's a lot of them were still there. But, yeah, I think they need to go young and quarterback and then try to address these different holes they have in their team, you know, with not having, you know, despite having a down year, it's not like they picked up any draft picks, made any moves to pick up, you know, more ammunition. So, I mean, they have the money and they have, you know, some high draft picks to go try to, you know, do a little mini rebuild. But it starts with the defense and getting getting a quarterback in the building that the team believes in. What if they grab Minshew? How would you guys feel? They yeah, kept, I think Minshew. They kept Fitzpatrick and their quarterback was Fitzpatrick and Minshew. That's an interesting one because I think he's still under contract with the Eagles. There is he. So they might have to cut him for yeah. him to go there. What about Trubisky? I just feel like you're you're playing the same quarterback game of taking taking a guy who might not have the lowest like he has a his floor isn't horribly low, but his ceiling is just like super low. So it's just like you know what you're yeah. gonna get within a certain area. I'd I'd rather see him just take the home run shot, and if it you swing in a mess, you swing in a mess. But my worry is that if you want to go get a bigger name, you're gonna have to give someone up like like Montez Sweat. I, I mm-hmm. like you're gonna have to give up one of your better pieces. You don't have the picks. Where um, are they at in the draft this year? Yeah, I don't even know. Yeah, top ten. No, they they were seven and ten. Wow. So really? they're. Probably in the teens, 12, teens somewhere. Oh, yes, yeah. I mean the quarterbacks this year. I mean, I don't know the market. I mean, I hear a lot. Yeah, that's a, there's a lot of of rumors that they're eleven. I mean this this mock draft has them going Sam Howell. So probably a good chance they take a rookie and 
have a flyer on a veteran is what I would guess they yeah. do. Um, Brandon Sheriff is a free agent, and they can't tag. They tagged him the last two years. Um, he's so they've ta- they can't tag him anymore. Like fifty million. He's such a weird one because he's probably worth what you'd pay him, but and they have the cap. But I don't know if I mean they're gonna have to extend McLaurin. I'm guessing this offseason if they want to keep him, he's eligible. Sweat, as I mentioned, is also eligible for extension. You have Chase Young in the background. I don't know. There's they they had so much promise last year where we were like, man, they're that's it. They need a quarterback. And now this year, even with sixty million in cap, you're like, oh, I don't know. It's gonna go up fast. I mean, it's hard to pay interior offensive linemen too. True. I mean, prime money. If it's not attack, what's really tough? True. Yeah, there, there. I mean, so there's this, there's a, we've seen it. There's this delicate window where your quarterback's cheap and you have a bunch of cheap, really good stars. And that's your window to go into the Super Bowl right now. Mm. We just said about Mahomes, man. Like he's going to start costing a lot of Ching Chang, and that team is going to it's going to hurt for it. So there's a prime window, and uh, they're missing out on it. That's why I don't like the rookie quarterback route because I think they're delaying the inevitable, and they're going to have to start paying all these guys. But yeah, I don't know. This is tough. This is this all this whole division's tough. But <laughs> this team is just they were such a failure last year. I don't even know what to think about. I know. Yeah. And uh, I saw a I saw another article that had. Gallup as a possible option here. Um, they went out and remember they got Curtis Samuel last year and he was hurt and then when he was on the field he wasn't very effective. I, you need someone to be behind. You need someone with McLaurin, um, especially if you want a quarterback to go there and be happy because they. I mean, is the riverboat wrong to look of? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this, this is a tough fan base to be part of right here. Yeah, yeah. Huh. Especially after what they did two years ago, and then what they did last year. Now you're in this position. Now you got to call them the Commanders. Yeah, now you got to call them the Commanders. At least they have a black uniform though. The all black. Yeah, and then I mean yeah, Chase Young is such a weird one too because he did not have a great year this oh. year after having. Yeah, and then he gets hurt. And then... I mean, what well, he was our he was the. Fifth or sixth pick in the restart draft, and I I applauded Matthew for taking that. I was like, that was a great pick. Like By the way, restart draft coming. Next Saturday. Shut up. I need to um, get the draft order for that. Just wait. Some, some yeah. Ugh. You don't like it? Ugh. Look, they look like the Arizona State. Those <laughs> guys. Yeah, yeah it's colors, Um. <laughs> anything more on the football team? Um. JD McKissick is also free agent, Eli. Thank goodness for uh, Gibson. Yeah, he's not on my team. Oh, he's not on your team? Who had... Did you trade him? We're not going over this. Wait, no, I'm actually... Mitch definitely has it. Mitch has for, it. Uh, for Frumpet. Oh, that's right. For the number one overall. I was the first person to trade a first... So the first time there was a trade for a first rounder, it was Julio. It was, it was a terrible first round because he was like 32 years old and he was injured. And so I was like, okay, first round worth that much. And then I traded Everyone's like, oh, Eli traded a first. It's your fault for following a trade between uh, Schneider and... Yeah, Schneider and Cole, yeah. That was, a, that was a constant open line of <laughs> BS flying through. For real. <laughs> um, real quick, you said they had 60 million cap space. Mine only says they have 30. Oh. Well, that changes a lot if that is... Are you on spot right too? I am on Why spot Why are they right. two different numbers? That's kind of weird, actually. But. Um... Yeah, that's weird. They do. I think you're right. I think they do only have 30. I don't know where I got my 60 from, but that is wrong. It's literally the same site, so if you're thinking they're having problems. They're both spot rack. Did you manage the roster at all? Because you can like 
You can like mess around with them and stuff. What's it says projected so. top fifty one cap space? Whatever that means. Mine says estimated the estimated cap space. Top fifty. Yeah. Okay. Space. Yeah. You're right. They have they. Let's go with thirty. So that just. <laughs> Ignore what we said Having about to 60. resign Sweat, McLaurin, and maybe Chase in a couple yeah, of years. Kind of 30 harder. is not much. No. And trying to find a quarterback. 30 is not much. I've never seen this one. That's the same site. The same little stat what did you thing. Say? It's the same thing. We're both on spot right, Brad. Wait, what? 60 mil. They just have their numbers wrong. Oh, but your page. I know it's spot right. I know it's the right website, but it's on like a different page. Yeah. So yours does say 60, so I'm not crazy? I'm on the link that's in the pod doc. And then I, I just looked up Spyrak for the Washington yeah, It's the same site. I, I don't know why their numbers are different. That's on them. They yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm not crazy. Yeah, no, it's both Spotrack.com. They just have two different numbers. Same, That's weird. Same little staff. Uh, so it's, 60 it's probably 30. 30, though. 60 is a lot. So. Well, you're, no, it is. This was published in like a month ago. Oh, sure. There you go. So yeah, they have six guys with a cap hit of over 10. Who do they pay? Who's their top pick? Landon Collins. Collins. Who else? Keep going. William Jackson, Curtis Samuel, Kendall Who's Fuller. Who's William Jackson? I don't know. Corner. Corner. Okay. I believe from the Bengals, right? Yeah. yeah. Chase Rulier, he's a center. And then Eric Flowers, his guard is at 10. It's funny that three of their top four paid players are DBs, and their pass defense is horrible. I want them to re-sign Cornelius Lucas, just because I love his name. Yeah, Cornelius <laughs> is a great that's name. A, that's a selfish comment there. I apologize. It's also funny there. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... So Chase Young is their eighth highest cap hit, and he's still in his rookie deal. That's his second overall pick. Second overall yeah. pick yeah. Do for you. All right, last team in this division is the New York Giants, four and thirteen. They've already hired Brian Dable to be the new head coach, which I actually like that hire. I, I think he's, I think that's a really good hire, and because they brought over a assistant GM from the Bills too. Um, only three million dollars in cap space for this team. <laughs> Um, going back to our trying to decide which one was right the page I'm on says they're at negative, negative 10, 10. <laughs> I just saw that too oh my god I was looking at his team and like how can you be who's their top paid Why are they Leonard Williams top? cap it is 27 I him last time, yeah. Bradbury's at like 22 Kenny Galladay's 21 oh my gosh Dory Jackson 15 gross Blake Martinez 14 I mean, Sterling oh Shepard is at Twelve and a half. speaking of Trubisky Logan if, Ryan Andy Thomas if the Bills thought Trubisky was Something. I mean, don't you think Dave will bring him over and at least compete with Daniel Jones? That's what I've I've heard is that Dave wants to do that. Really? I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. That's that's. I like rumor. that. I like that. But um, I don't know. Cause my problem with this is if if not if they don't do that and they stick with Daniel Jones for another year, what are you gonna do? Are you gonna just be like, all right, here's some Josh Allen tape, Daniel Jones? Let's go do this. You're a big tall white quarterback. Put on like <laughs> I don't know. Just put on fifty. I'd be curious to see how it work. I just don't think that's the right result. Just bringing that up right away with this team is I'm just like I don't I don't know. I don't know what the answer is at quarterback because I think you're just delaying the inevitable if you really think Daniel Jones is gonna all of a sudden turn into this. You know, top fifteen quarterback that's gonna win the division because it's he ain't it. I don't know. I yeah, I have no. I don't know. They they've are they've basically already committed to to him for another year. Mm. So that's why it's so odd. It's like they must have guaranteed Dable. They must have, they must yeah, have told him because it it, it it's it. I relate to the Arthur Smith hire. Yeah, it's like yeah, you have two great coordinators, but then. You hire, like, oh, yeah, I want to be head coach so bad, but then you put yourself in a situation where there's, like, 
There's no light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, what you did at hey, this point now the Falcons, they might be a, not a bad bet to win the uh, NFC South next year. That's you think about that true. division, yeah, is, they, they have yeah. the only sure court thing at quarterback. It's <laughs> <laughs> 38-year-old Matt Ryan. And he costs $40 million. Yeah, That's going to be a fun... Years. That might be the longest rebuilding season. Yeah, that might be three and a half hours of just... That was already the longest. <laughs> the, the Bucks don't have... The Bucks are a way different team than they were two years ago. Yeah, for real. Arthur oh, Smith, my gosh. Arthur Smith was playing chess while everybody else was playing checkers. He's like, hey, Tom, I know you're leaving, so uh, I'm going to hop over <laughs> there and suffer for a year. But, yeah, I don't know. I compare those two, and it's like I love the I love the hire for the Giants. I hate the hire for Brian Dable because he's got a lot of cleanup. Yeah. They don't have a lot of room. I, I think – so they're a very interesting team in that – well, first of all, their free agents are Nate Soldier, their tackle. Evan Ingram, i got to believe he's gone. See ya. Uh, and Jabril Peppers is also a free agent. Um, they need, very much need offensive line help. Trade and Saquon. They, sorry, who? Trade Saquon. Yeah, trade Saquon. That's a very popular. Um, but this, the, the only thing right now that they have going for them is they have the number five and seven overall picks. That's pretty cool. Because they got that pick from Chicago last year. So you have five and seven. I would... I would seriously take a look at the quarterbacks if I'm the Giants. And, I mean, you have to like one a lot to take him up there. Because there's there's a couple good offensive linemen in this. Like, I know that uh, guy from Alabama, uh, Evan Neal. I mean, he's a ginormous person. I, I, I don't know if they can afford taking another tackle in the top mm-hmm. five because they've done it, <laughs> like, three times and it hasn't panned out. But um, New routine, new routine. Yeah, you hope. But I, I don't know. That's just I, – I would – I don't know. I'd feel a lot better, I think. If I'm a Giants fan, I'd feel a lot better if we took a quarterback at seven and and that was Brian Dable's little brainchild. I mean, maybe had another <laughs> bad year with Danny Dimes. And you you got to trust Dable, right? Because he did it with Allen. It, it, For sure. That's, what it's, that's, what, that's the thing you got to like about Dable is he is very much credited for the development of Allen. So... I don't know. <laughs> I guess that's where my biased thought comes in because I just don't like any of the quarterbacks. I, I think this draft of quarterbacks is pretty rough. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I just do. Um, after watching them, I don't know. I, it might just be my emotional connection to last year's quarterback draft. But but last year's quarterback draft was not good. Yeah. Now, that, now that we look at it. Yeah. Right. But they just, I don't know. I feel like they got drafted in bad teams. But a whole other conversation. But I like, bring, if Dable really likes Mitch, I like bringing in Trubisky a lot more than drafting. And that's, I don't know. No, that's and fair. maybe trading yeah. one of those top five or seven picks and then trying to fill holes with later draft picks. I don't know, man. I don't know. They're in a tough spot. Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. So they're just not a good team. That's <laughs> They literally are just like, yeah. I don't care what who's at quarterback. They're just not a great team. So it's mm-hmm. they need to, whatever they're going to draft, it better hit. Because, I mean, they've had so many misses. Right. That it's just like, I you know, I can see them going. I think if you take, you know, you bring in Trubitsky and then you, you, know, you just draft the best position available – and you keep doing that over time, they'll be a better football team. But it's like they keep playing this game of like, oh, we're going to reach on Daniel Jones at you know six or whatever, and we're going to go through four years of that, or we're going to take Andrew Thomas instead of like they just try to be like flashy, like here's we you know we trust our process, and then they pick the wrong guy year in and year out. So I I just hope that they give Dable a chance to pick his quarterback and let him develop that yeah. quarterback for at least two years before you you know. I think that's ultimately we're splitting hairs on like if it's Trubisky and Dable says he believes in him, I'm totally fine with that yeah. move. 
For sure. Um, if I'm the fan base, I'm okay with that. Right. Definitely. And if they draft, if it's Malik Willis and Ooh. and Dable goes, I see flashes of Josh Allen from him. Then if I'm a Giants oh, fan, I'm like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, sure, this that sounds good to me. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, obviously, like you said, Matthew, there's a lot more problems than just the quarterback. But I don't know, man. I Saquon piece is interesting too. I'm just thinking, like, even the pieces that they do kind of have, you're like, I, I saw even one thing that said like they they should cut or seriously think about cutting Blake Martinez. I'm like, man, I love Blake Martinez. Yeah, your best player. And yeah, and you and you look at their cap, and he's like got a it's like a two million dollar cap hit or something. So they save money there, and it's am I am I am I right about that? His cap it's fourteen million. What's it? Sorry, dead cap. Five million. Yeah. Five so you million. save yeah. so you save nine million if you cut him, and so. <laughs> I don't know. They're just they're in such a rough spot. It's 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 tough. It's really tough. They spend a lot of money on defense. Their defense isn't bad, but they spend a lot of money on defense. I was all in on their defense yeah. last year, and it just really so, let me so down. Yeah, football team. This whole right. yeah. is just gross, man. One final question. It's kind of a downer question, but Great. I mean, with with running backs and the way they are, how, even if they gave Saquon a new contract, how many years do you think he has before they cut him? Honest question. No, there's no way they pay him. There's no yeah. way they pay him. I mean, he's, I wouldn't if I were them either. Yeah, I'd say, no, no chance. I mean, he's my, he's I mean, my ha- running back. I hope he goes somewhere. Yeah, I mean, how how many years do you think? I mean, I literally think it's, it's he's probably has like two more years, and then he's like Le'Veon Bell. They need to learn. Yeah, that's a verb. The, they need to learn from like, the <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I literally, it's like, I, I for sure, I totally agree with you. I think that I could just, I totally see him as a guy on like, I don't know. You can't see the Buccaneers anymore on the Chiefs in two years. I'm like a two-year yeah, million. I mean, it's just, oh, sure. you know, like and it's just yeah. you literally can't. Like I think the the age of drafting running backs in the top ten is like over, and it's probably that's probably not true. I'm sure they'll be they'll be like, oh, but what about this guy? But I think it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's, Najee Harris is different. <laughs> like, you can draft him all you want, but don't pay him. Like yeah, they watch the Cowboys, and then you're watching Pollard run all over the place, and they're like, well, we gotta get the ball to this guy. We're paying him fifteen. Like it's right. like, what yeah. are you doing? Like. Like the Niners, they started a seventh round running back this year all year. It's like you can find good. talent. Like there's right. a lot of talent at the running back position. Oh, without a and doubt. From small schools, like there's so many of them. Like we're talking about the Packers. They're in such a bad situation, and they just paid Aaron Jones. Why? Like why? Yeah. Go let they got him from pay. UTSA. You can find another one. It's, like it's they have another one. Dylan yeah, looks like true. he's the better right. running back. True. Yeah. It's, yeah. You put yourself in such a bad situation. Yeah. It's the fan base, man. They tell them, hey, you know, you got to bring in Aaron Jones. We would be without Aaron Jones. I'm guilty of this, too. Like, yeah. there's a ton of Seahawks guys who are like, you sign that guy. And then <laughs> Jamal two Adams. Years, yeah. Two years, <laughs> later, two years later, you're like, damn it. <laughs> no, I would I would definitely put Saquon's name out there and get some feelers. Oh, and maybe you convince some team that he's worth two first-round picks. And yeah. you well, or one first-round pick. I'd like, get a first out of him. I, yeah, probably. I don't know who. I don't know who either, but I bet you could. I mean, what team needs a running back? Honest question. Fuck. I can't. <laughs> what if you get a team Ooh. like the? I wouldn't. Da- I wouldn't dare do that. That's gross. I, I don't even. I don't even know. You. You just get some team that's like bad that wants a, like a team that's in a similar situation as the Giants that you can convince. Like, hey, it's Saquon. He'll. He'll be more fun. Or I don't know. Maybe yeah. you, you probably don't get a first from that, but. Late just to get him off the 
Bucks might be a better thing <laughs> for your team to, to restart. Because, yeah, it's if, disgusting. if you keep him and he's a part of the rebuild, you have to pay him. And then he's, by the time you're probably ready to compete, he's 27, 28 years old. And you're paying and, him $15 million. And he's already got an injury history and right. he's 24. You're like, hey, gain about 35 pounds via power back. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. I... Some team will... Uh... <laughs> Want to trade from? They can they can sell some jerseys and right. <laughs> disgusting. All right, that's the end of our first rebuilding series episode. We might go more in depth on the next ones, but we have already been going for an hour and a half on this one, so I feel like it might be a good time to end it. And we'll we'll know more as it gets closer to free agency and stuff. So that's all I got. Anybody else? Nope. Rock the house? Rock the house. Rock the house.